Blextra, Blextra, bleed all about it. You can catch your favorite. <laughs> you can catch your favorite Koblos at SF Sketchfest. That's right, everyone. You can see us on January 11th for our first ever live episode at Piano Fight. And then come back the next week for the relaunching of Vicious Cycle the Musical. That's going to be on January 16th and 17th. Uh, you can find all these tickets at sfsketchfest.com. And now, on with the show. Blue extra, blue extra, bleed all about it. Everybody, welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. I'm your co-blost, Meg Hayes. I hate you. I'm Kate Elson. <laughs> and I am Meg it, I like the blows, but it's the way you like shimmy your shoulder around. co well, uh, I mean, what else do you expect? <laughs> I don't know. It's just you're so sassy about it. My Classic shoulders sass. shimmy. I mean, this, rem- this reminds me of a running pattern that a lot of our girlfriends have, which is like, we were all sassy girls uh, growing up. Totally. Um, I'm thinking, I mean, honestly, like, Every girlfriend I've ever had has a picture of her as a child striking a sassy pose. Yeah, which is absolutely Kate has a signature sassy girl pose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, Show yours. Well, it's arms up and tongue out. Blah. Okay. Mine was, my photos. mine was sans tongue, but had the foot jetted out as well. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll show you now. Yeah. Here we go. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh. When oh, did wow. when did we lose this confidence, people? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Probably around the same time we got our periods. Honestly, yeah. honestly. Um, and my boobs grew a cup size every year. Oof. Okay, we have okay. to do a boob series, you guys. <laughs> O-M-G. Was Double my- G. <laughs> Double G is my current cup size. <laughs> O-M-G was my former cup size, and sadly I've continued to grow. Okay. <laughs> You guys, if you haven't listened to our last episode, go back because we are about to pick up exactly where we left off. So go back. It's fascinating bleed search. You're going to love it. Elite athletes, periods, like you've never heard it before. That's right. So it's probably never been done. It's never been told to (laughs) you. Literally no one does this. Yes. Um, So without further ado, our part two. On elite athletes. And if you hear us talk about in this episode, Amy, that's referencing World Cup winner, soccer star, international, Gold amazing medalist. person, Amy Rodriguez, who we're interviewing next week. So keep that in mind as you're listening because yeah. it's all culminating. We're going to hear it Amy. right from the World Cup winner's mouth. You were going to say horse. I was going to say horses. And I was like, I don't like calling women horses. No, it's bad. Um, great. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, another listener uh, talking about also how people relieve cramps. Uh, user Instagram name I am Warla says that she runs on her oh, heaviest yeah. day to help cramp less. So cool. cool. Thanks for that. Yeah. Tried that on the hike. Didn't work. Didn't work. I am Warla. I am Warla. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then here's another phone call from a listener. A volleyball player. Oh, no, no. Sorry. A, t- a roller derby. Sweet. Oh, yes. Hi, Vicious Cycle. Listener Josie here. I was so excited when you said you wanted to hear from athletes. I play roller derby, and of course, my heaviest day typically falls on a practice day, which wearing tampons during a full contact sport is always risky business. 
I'm always really worried my tampon is going to get, like, hip-checked out of me. Can that happen? Probably not, but let's face it, I'm an irrational bitch, and I'm worried it's going to happen. <laughs> Keep calling me an irrational bitch. <laughs> what I called to say is, however... Um, my derby experience story also goes along with a story about my mom. So long before I did derby, I danced ballet. And I remember my mom telling me on like a particularly heavy day, you know, you can wear two tampons at once, right? Just do a higher absorbency paired with a lighter absorbency, which at 12 years old, I was, I was not doing. That was terrifying. It was never going to happen. But back to present day, a couple of years ago, I was getting ready for practice on a really heavy day, and her words, like, echoed in the back of my mind. Um, she passed away a few years ago, unfortunately, but it was, like, a real Obi-Wan Kenobi moment, and so I tried it, and it worked. And that bitch was right, y'all. Two tampons on a heavy day when you are playing a full-contact sport is the way to go. You guys, are your minds are blown right now. I got open-face Megs right now. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's just, I mean, it goes against everything we've learned in this podcast. Like, we're terrified of toxic shock. And two tampons? That's like... Uh, Gabby, a friend of the pod who was in Vicious Cycle Musical, yes. said that they would also do that for volleyball. Really? Two tampons. What? They also have a beast of a period. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> their, their period makes Meg's period look like a goddamn saint. <laughs> but here's my question. Is it... Is it two tampons side by side or end to end? <laughs> I think it's side, side by side. How do you even, how do you do that maneuver? So hold on, she, she explains how to actually do it. One second. Oh my God. So I just wanted to share this tip with other bleeding athletes. Um, I would just say to hold on to the first tampon string as you insert the second one. So thanks so much, Vicious Cycle. Um, keep calm and bleed everywhere. So I guess not to push it. So to do a side, so by, side, side. by side, side by yeah. side. Okay. I've done this by accident before, so it's definitely doable. Also, we know that I have a larger vagina. And she said, <laughs> she said powerful. Vagina. powerful. She said more absorbent and, and a one, light one, a light day. Yeah. So, but my question is, is she doing the biggest absorbency tampon and then adding a light day? You know, is she yeah. doing the super jumbo Sounds plus? Like Josie. It. Con call Confirm. back and clarify because wow. I feel like there is the answer they do make super duper tampons if I you're just doing you're a super plus a light but <sighs> also you you nailed it you're a fucking derby player yeah. like I want to be your best friend so whatever also I want to <laughs> see a female comedy directed by a woman a la super bad but instead of guys being grossed out by a woman bleeding on their jeans mm -hmm. I want to see a woman being hip checked and a tampon flying out of her fucking yes. vagina. It's funny. You should. <gasps> what? <laughs> no, um, not really, but what? kind of. What? So <laughs> this is a video that I found. <gasps> oh, boy. The, the title is tampon drops onto a field. No. Women's top flight football. No. Terrible oh title. Guys, yes. work on your title. Come on. But basically, it's a game between... Liverpool and Birmingham in the <sighs> women's premier league in England. Fuck. Uh, yes. And listeners, we will put this on, on Insta, on but I'm just going to play it now for the Megs. It's about put on minutes. the sosh. So, okay, I'll narrate what's happening. So there's a foul on the field. Conversation afterwards as well. Red player knocks over the blue player. 
So they're at about like in between half midfield and the 18 yard box about to take this free kick. When the ref notices something on the field. That's the. And he suddenly he runs off the field. In discussion with the two benches and the fourth official. He's talking the refs off the field, which is a rare thing to happen Mm. in soccer to ref to exit the field. It's a group of men talking. And they're all kind of like pointing at their hip <laughs> level. I'm so excited. Oh, and then what has happened. happening is a oh. lady, a woman, a woman staff member has a plastic bag around her hand, jogging out to the field. She's got a grin on her face. Wait, She's on, like, hey. the, the, the announcer says, wait. I, don't think it was her. I think it's one of those occasions where the commentators need to let the pictures describe what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> she picks up the tampon. It doesn't look bloody. <laughs> she picks it up, walks off the field. Everyone's laughing. And cheers. Are there are cheers. cheers. And scene. Oh. Oh, fuck yeah. So one can only assume that the woman who got fouled, it fell out. But who knows? Mm-hmm. It didn't look. It, it, it's knows? hard to see. It looks very white. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it looked very white and dry. Yeah. Probably on her last day. And maybe not We're fully preemptive. in because honestly, she was wearing two. Oh my god, that was incredible! You guys, I just don't know. I, I mean, you know, because I know Kate can lose them during a a deuce. Uh, I, I, I really have to yank on it to get it out oh, no. of me. Like I don't even think when it's even your, when it's, it's bloody, your muscles are so strong. Yes. Meg. Wow. Yeah. Like when it's heavy, it's just like goodbye. Meg, I wonder. <laughs> Meg, you I, checked your inbox. Goodbye. <laughs> Meg, I wonder if you should do like pelvic floor and no, Kegel she, exercise. No, I think Kevin she, would argue. Strong. But I think to, like, that's the issue. Yeah, her muscles are so tight mm. that she needs to loosen them. Mm. I mean, the thing is, it's the, not a problem. It, I mean, the, yeah, it, the sex child, is still fantastic. For childbirth, it can be an mm-hmm. issue. Or for when you play in the top flight at women's Premier League yes, soccer. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, Meg, just think of something about <laughs> So that is all crazy. And I'm sure that's happened before. But wow, I didn't want to do fantastic. a ton. Of, and also don't look at the comment section on that video. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can you the please, internet can people please. are terrible. Well, it's actually mostly, one... it's mostly just bad puns. So it's people going, I say someone's going to see red in this game. Uh, What's oh the bloody chances of that happening? Oh, that was a strange period of play um and then and then just a lot of sexist and then incel dudes being like women are disgusting this is why women shouldn't play football yeah that guy has a pepe meme as oh that's crazy i would never have guessed (laughs) anywho um good for you bleeders you do what you gotta do and i love that they grab like the one woman fitness (laughs) trainer and she was straight up red in the face yes got a big smile on her face she's like yeah (laughs) okay she was an irrational bitch okay um great so Oh, this, speaking of irrational bitches, this next bleeder. Okay, so one bleeder just said, you know what? I'm a marathon runner. I got my period on the day of the London Marathon. Fuck it. I'm free bleeding this marathon. Yes. yes. You guys have heard about her. She yes. also went I saw viral. a picture of her and teared up. Yeah. So her name's Kieran Gandhi. Um, this went viral. She. This is what she wrote on her website. 
It would have been way too uncomfortable to worry about a tampon for 26.2 miles. I thought if there's one person society won't fuck with, it's a marathon runner. (laughs) If there's one way to transcend depression, it's to run a marathon in whatever way you want. Mm. On the marathon course, sexism can be beaten, where the stigma of a woman's period is irrelevant and we can rewrite the rules as we choose, where a woman's comfort supersedes that of the observer. I'm I'm tearing up. I ran with blood dripping down my leg for sisters who didn't have who don't have access to tampons and sisters who, despite cramping and pain, hide it away and pretend like it doesn't exist. I ran to say it does exist and we overcome it every day. The marathon was radical and absurd and bloody in ways I couldn't have imagined until the day of the race. So here she is. But she's just badass. Like, really? You can see it. She's got like red running pants. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You can really, you can like, it's yeah, just like yeah. a, and it's funny in some this pictures. Is, this oh, is yeah. a picture I saw at the end. Yeah. I'm just like. In some pictures, they blurred that on certain, like, on the Daily Mail. Me, I'm Jesus. like, fuck you, Daily Mail. And like, when you think, because uh, when I first saw that, I like teared up because I also had seen, you know, video of the first woman to ever run a marathon and men are physically trying to get her out of the race. Right. Like, yeah. they're so upset yeah. that a woman is trying to partake. That was like right. in the. 50s or 60s yeah it wasn't that long and ago. so just like one it wasn't that long ago and two like just you know these awesome like next steps that then this woman's like yeah get i'll just free bleed i don't want to miss my marathon and in another article <clears throat> that she wrote later she said you know people run the marathon for um to ex- you know to for other causes like she saw people running barefoot running while singing karaoke running with a 40 pound <laughs> backpack running with like a stroller you know mm. you see people doing other things so it's like okay this is gonna be my thing yeah i'm gonna run and not give a walk um so love you love oh. you we will be reaching out to you Kieran, <laughs> you will be hearing from our people i'll be getting your crotch tattooed on my body <laughs> <laughs> in an empowering way I just want to take a little bit of time before we go on to talk about a really super awesome new product. It's called Flow to Freedom, and they are workout, uh, period-proof workout pants, like yoga pants. Amazing. I spoke to the founder on the phone. Um, her name's Josephine Kwan. She launched Flow to Freedom earlier this year, um, and she basically told me all about them. She said this all started out of a personal need for these pants. Um, she said she was in 10th grade, bled on the volleyball court, and leaked an she said it was the most traumatizing thing that oh ever happened God. to her. Um, she lived her life thinking that, you know, her super heavy flow would just keep her out of certain activities. And that was how life was. But then a couple of years later, a fitness instructor friend of her said, you know what? I have the same thing. I have to change a tampon sometimes during the classes I'm oh teaching. Oh, my God. Wow. <clears throat> so Josephine realized that there is a disorder out there. I don't know if it's really a disorder where you bleed super heavily yeah. called... Menoragia. Menoragia. <laughs> Menoragia. <laughs> Let's break down that word. I didn't think. Of, yeah, that was dictionary.com <laughs> telling me how to say that word. Menoragia. That's what I experience all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. Um, but basically more men- so when Trump got elected. <laughs> yeah. Menoragia is where you bleed super heavily, whether that is seven days of bleeding or more, or you change your tampon or pad uh, one to uh every two hours like if you're changing it that much oh yes 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 you have this and you see a doctor Holy yeah shit. but one out of three bleeders have this so josephine was like okay you know what 
the fact that I have to get off my spin bike and change a tampon during class should not stop me from taking a spin class. Yeah. I still want to do this. So if you're not someone who's comfortable to free bleed, like some people, mm-hmm. um, Josephine was like, what can I do? So she started making workout pants that are period proof. Nice. Um, and honestly, she said they could be used not when you're even bleeding or not even when you, if you don't even experience menorrhagia. Right. Like they're just good they hold two tampons worth of blood mm. they also don't show sweat stains which oh, i'm yeah. like hello but crack sweat yeah. yeah and unintended win that she didn't really intend to do is that mom new moms that suffer from incontinence yes. are wearing them oh that's brilliant so we were so lucky the three koblosts um we actually got sent free pairs of flow to freedom because they're incredible generous yes yeah and so i want to see we've all gotten a chance to wear them on our periods or Mm -hmm. just around Mm -hmm. and i wanted to see what y'all thought about them so our listeners can get a sense of how they worked yeah so i've worn my pair both on and off my period um i would say they're i i think they're thicker than most of my yoga pants which is nice because it's getting cold out there (laughs) um and it's a nice option to have as like a thicker sturdier pair of pants um I I was a little like nervous about the idea of wearing yoga pants without undies I think I tried to wear them with thinks and I was like this is insane what's the point or no this wasn't it It, this was the time when I was not on my period and wearing them okay so I already had underwear on at the gym and I was like, this is silly. What yeah. are you have doing? Underwear you're in doing them. it wrong. Yeah. And it was much better. So like, I think even if you're not on your period and these are your yoga pants of choice, like you don't need undies, which is also great when you're not on your period. Right. I, Cause I don't wear, yeah. un- if I'm wearing yoga pants, I don't wear undies anyway. So I actually like about flow to freedom is that it feels like you're supported. Like yeah. your butt is supported. It does. Like it, it feels like you're wearing mm. underwear in a way. Um, but like half underwear, yeah. Like like not you're all not, of the clunkiness n- of underwear, right? And, yeah, and um, and they just look really cute. I look, they are really I look cute. Really good. Yeah, them. my butt looks really good in it. And yeah. uh, cool side of you know we talked about or you know Josephine mentioned how it's used for incontinence. I had a moment where I was on a bike ride with my dad in Seattle, went to use a public restroom and there was no toilet paper, and I was like fuck. And then I was like oh. I don't, doesn't matter. Even if I uh, tinkle a little bit, I'm wearing flow to freedom. So awesome. Yeah. Highly recommended. Pants were like that. And you know, what I like about them is that they, one, come in uh, different colors. I believe it's a nice charcoal and a black. And they have different lengths. You can do the ankle length and the crop. I I went with the crop. I went the ankle. I went crop. How cute are we? I'll oh see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, Josephine is really passionate about bleeders not being held back by the shame of their period. And so she wants to use her platform and her company to start making school uniforms like <gasps> uh, uh, like, you know, school kits. That's oh awesome. my God. So because by the age of 14, girls drop out of sports twice the rate of boys. No. And a lot of people think it has to do with that periods. Is yeah, totally. And wow. a survey out of the UK found that 70% of young women between the ages of 12 and 18 felt uncomfortable playing sports while on their period. Oh my while many God. of them refusing to that participate altogether. So Josephine is doing amazing things with this product, but also just the, the messaging of women in sports so go support her flow to freedom.com that's flow number two freedom.com and coolest part about flow to freedom yoga pants 
is that when you are a vicious cycle bleeder, you get a discount. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, the discount code is vicious bleeders. And that is V-I-C-I-O-U-S-B-L-E-E-D-E-R-S. All one word. And you get 15% off. Heck yeah. So check out Flow to Freedom. Do it. Go bleed in your pants. <laughs> so what do you guys think of all the bleed search so far? In fascinating. I mean, very fascinating. I think uh, it's still clear that um, every bleeder's body is unique too, mm-hmm. right? Because like some people experience a totally different thing. Like the fact that the derby player... Th- they're still going to play, yeah. you know, like it, it's not like any of their symptoms keep them away from fucking like creaming people Throwing on the elbows. roller rink. Yeah. Um, well, other people are like, I, you know, I lose medals because yeah. I was on my period. Uh, you know, it's yeah. Also like the unique skill necessary for each type of sport. Like the fact that the, um, the pole jumper had like a very specific, like skill or need that's like very specific to that sport and the Mm -hmm. water weight can hold you down right yeah right so we just talked a lot of it about oh shit we didn't talk about this okay so while i was doing all this research i don't know if you guys were thinking this but i'm like um hello why aren't people just taking birth control like suppress that shit and time your shit yes yeah iud why aren't people on iud So some people do that. Um, There was a a nonprofit news website called The Conversation, which interviewed almost 500 athletes and about half said they use some kind of hormonal contraceptive. Okay. Um, You know, they say this is part of my body I need to deal with. You know, I deal with my diet. I deal with my my regimen and my period is one of those things. So Mm -hmm. I I handle it. Um, But others say, you know what? I have a match or a competition or a meet or a game all the time. I can't mess with mother nature I can't take Mm. the chance of experimenting with something if I've just thought of it now I have a game next month or I have a I have a a meet or I have a you know a derby um so because they're worried about hormones messing with them yeah and And this as we know like if you take birth control doctors say wait three to six months for it to level out right Right? it's not just a quick it's not just a quick fix and it's not just a guarantee right yeah Yeah. and there's and like a lot i guess you know birth control can fuck with your water retention and it can fuck with your hormones and your skin causes your boobs to get bigger yeah Yeah. and if you're like a runner or a jumper your boobs gotta you know yeah boobs gotta do what they gotta do so So Jessica Judd, who I mentioned before, is the person who said 15 seconds indifference of her running. Yeah. Yeah. She was also talking about in 2013 when she was 18, she was at the 800 meter heat at the world championship in Moscow and her doctor prescribed her a synthetic progesterone called norethisterone, norethisterone, Mm. which is a tablet that delays menstruation. So they gave this to her before the meet or the heat and she got fifth place and failed to qualify. Huh. A distraught, according to the BBC, a distraught Judd could be seen crying on the track. And she said it was a horrible situation, which taught me a lot. And her fellow runner, Paula Radcliffe, who we've mentioned before, mm. said the medics screwed up. Doctors in this is her doctors in sport are often <laughs> men and they don't understand. You need more women who understand to give more evidence, have more studies done because it's only a small group of elite sportswomen who have tried to do things to control their period. Yeah. So, she, so Paula was like pissed on behalf of her, her, Good for her, her of Jessica to be like, no, like they fucked up. Yeah. So, of course, you know, birth control isn't the right answer for a lot of people. Um, but I do want to ask Amy Rodriguez when she's on. Yes. About this. I've been, I have a list of ongoing questions 
based on all this oh, bleed I search that you. I want to ask her. Great. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but things are totally changing, y'all, because, mm. and this is the whole thing that sparked me wanting to do this episode, period monitoring among elite athletes, athletes, athletes <laughs> is becoming a thing. So y'all probably saw this. A lot of people shared this with us. Um, Rose Lavelle of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team scored in the final versus the Netherlands this summer. She scored the second goal, and the next day she got her period. Mm-hmm. And her coaches knew that she would because of an unprecedented period tracking system that the U.S. team uses, um, which has been called one of the hundreds of little things that the team did that made the U.S. win the World Cup. Um, So in sports, everything is calculated, right? Like you look at a men's soccer team, men actually wear what look like sports bras in games. Like if you see them take off their shirts to celebrate, you're like, why are they wearing a sports bra? It's actually a thing that monitors like their heart rate, how far they're running, their speed. So it it keeps track of the things that they can get their nutrition and their recovery all in line. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's all data for the team. Um, There are people that their job is to just like monitor these, these guys. So why not monitor periods? Um, the U S women's national team started doing, started tracking periods, uh, like in 2016, I think they started doing it, but, uh, the fitness coach, her name's Dawn Scott, just a few months before the world cup started, she partnered with an app called fitter woman. That's F I T R, which is an app that provides women with daily training and nutrition suggestions tailored to their menstrual cycle. So they went hard before the front, before going to France for the world cup. And they developed strategies based on all the data they were getting from the players about how to eat, how, how to adjust sleeping habits, how to train on certain days based on where you are in your cycle. Maybe Amazing. not running crazy lines back and forth with your knee hurting, you yeah. know? maybe doing long runs instead. Um, and Don said they would text players being like, hey, you know what? You're in phase three of your cycle, which means do this, this, and this, and mm-hmm. maybe lay off the, the this, whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it basically, the woman, so Dawn partnered with this app, and the woman behind the app said it empowered the players to be proactive. There's no evidence that someone can't perform to their best at any time of their cycle. They just have to be proactive about taking steps. Um, and they showed Rose Lavelle as this, like, example, like, she was in the part of her menstrual cycle that might impact her performance, but you know, they knew what to do with her. And it's about, she said it's about being diligent with the players. Mm. So it's super cool. Like I love amazing that they just were like, okay, another data point, what you eat, how you sleep and mm-hmm. where you are in your cycle. Right. And ugh, the best part about all this, you guys, is that the U S women's national team has been a leader in the world for the fight for equal pay among other countries. Like other yes. countries look to the U S for, Um, equal pay, giving women time off to have babies, Mm. which we'll talk about. Um, And they're super, and the U.S. has been super open about like sharing their knowledge with other players. And they're doing this with the period app. They're not like hiding this knowledge. They want other countries to end the taboo and make sports. Yeah, Mm. exactly. So they could have held this to their chest and been like, what period tracking (laughs) app we are. I mean, but they're like, no, here you go. Like Netherlands, you want this Germany basketball? Like, let's all do this. Like, this is what we should be doing to monitor women. Um, Because women are superior. Because we're the better (laughs) gender. But Um, also, again, when you come from a disenfranchised community, I think there is, it's more common that you're going to look out for each other because you know how hard it is yeah. to be successful. Yeah. And I talked about this last season too. Like you, this team, cause there's such a disparity in the level of women's soccer, but you don't want it to be like that forever. You want to have a competitive 
team uh, enemies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, like, opponents. opponents. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to just win every game 10-0. Right. right. Um, anyway, so another, uh, the, the Great Britain field hockey team also monitors periods. Mm. And I saw an interview with two of their players, and they also said that they also um, take a red gym band, and they have this, like, this... Uh, tradition now where if you're bleeding if you've started your period you put the band on like a sash and you That's walk into practice so wearing it <laughs> um, Amazing. but basically according to the bbc it said the data collected from the field hockey team was designed to give the staff a better understanding of their players bodies rather than being used as an excuse to not select them for a match because i guess that's a thing it's be like oh she's bleeding let's not put her in i'm the man yeah. coach blah yeah. blah blah right, right. but to be like oh that's why maybe she is a little shaky or whatever right. yeah um so if we can start dropping the taboo around talking to your coach about bleeding, free bleeding, not yes. even worrying, um, leaving the game to change a tampon, being vocal about where you are in your cycle, what activities you should be doing, there, this all should just be fixed. And hopefully we're getting to that point yes. in women's sport. Yes. In, in women's sport. Yes. Amen. Okay. A but there's one. Men and a Woman and a menoragia. <laughs> Men o ragia. Okay, so we have talked about birth control and periods and menstrual cycles and running and jumping and skating swimming. on your period and swimming. But what about when an elite athlete has a baby? Yes. Yes. What about? What about? So I don't have a ton of research on this because we are going to be talking with Amy Rodriguez, yes. who has had who two played in the World Cup, played in the World Cup and the Olympics, and now plays for the Utah Royals for the NWSL National Women's Soccer League. She's going to talk to us about this. She's had two babies and is still kicking ass on the field. Killing it. It goes without saying that women athletes, especially one that make their livings off being a woman women athlete, have to plan their births, right? Like men don't have mm-hmm. to do this. Right. In fact, there are men at the World Cup whose wives are having babies like oh, while yeah. they're on Popping the field. Yeah. So it used to be sort of seen as a career ender. But the tide is turning. And some women are saying they've actually gotten stronger after giving birth. Ha! Fuck yeah. So here's Baby. some examples. <laughs> oh, our friend, our friend, British runner Paula Radcliffe. Oh, I love Paula. She's like, I, I don't know her. Paula R. I feel like I know her. I love her. She, <laughs> she won the 2007 New York City Marathon less than 10 months after giving birth to a what? daughter. Oh my god. There was lost. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. <laughs> that is one, bonkers. Won the 2007 New York City Marathon less than 10 months after giving birth to That's a daughter. That's literally the amount of time that she had that kid in her body. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Lost what, and which she won me, it. And again, like, when did she start training for that marathon? Yeah. Three months well, after her, her whole life. Was I mean, born? this is her. The fuck? She's going to run her her whole yeah, life. But right. I mean, like, if you're oh, actively sure, sure. training Recovery for a marathon, after that's like six baby. months out, which is your baby is an infant. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Holy shit. So Los Angeles Sparks forward uh, Candace Parker. Oh, Candace P? Candace P. (laughs) She missed the first eight games of the 2009 WNBA season after delivering a daughter, but came back to lead the league in rebounds. And in 2010, in the following season. And she didn't lose her uterus. It didn't fall out of her goddamn body. Not once did she lose her uterus. (laughs) Because, you know, when you rebound, it's a lot of jumping up and down over and over again. From a medical perspective. From a medical Mm -hmm. perspective. 
Then there's swimmer Dara Torres, who won the 100-meter freestyle at U.S. Nationals just 16 months after having her baby in 2007. Wow. And then later, she became the oldest swimmer to represent the U.S. at age 41 at the wow. Olympics. So she's just a badass. Then there's <laughs> just, just a lot of examples. There, um, uh, There's a runner named Joe Pavi who said... Um, that her menstrual cycle isn't as disruptive to her running as it used to be after giving birth. Wow. Which is something we've heard a lot from from moms that like whatever, if it's something jiggles in your body or you're just mentally more capable of handling pain. Um, There was another runner named Kara Goucher who said her legs felt stronger after giving birth and a pro golfer. I love this quote. (laughs) Catriona Matthew she won a major golf trophy and said, I don't know if having children made me stronger, but it did something. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a ton of research on this because, like I said, we could do a whole fucking series on just motherhood and, and, and exercise and everything. And that's we have a whole season about motherhood. we could really yeah. do it. But um, there is some research that suggests that women can see a boost in performance after having a child because pregnancy results in an increase of blood flow and oxygen carrying capacity. Um, because there's expansion of the rib cage during pregnancy, so which yes. helps with your breathing. Yes, correct. Um, uh, according to the Guardian, during pregnancy, a woman's heart is essentially remodeled. Holy shit! What? Uh, while the thickness of the heart walls remain the same, the chamber capacity increases, oh, enabling what? it to hold a larger volume of blood. Wow! So get out of that town. could make that explains why maybe runners are doing better. And um, it just remains like that for the rest of your life. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, until the system reverts back to its original state. Wow. Then there's all this, uh, I have heard a little bit about too, about legs being stronger too. So we can ask Amy about that. But one thing that elite athletes, elite athletes have said a lot of times is just this mindset of, you know, they're already elite athletes. They're already irrational bitches. They're already badass. They're Mm -hmm. tough. So of course, it's like if anybody's going to bounce back, they will. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of like right. chicken or the egg kind and of And very thing. systematic and pragmatic about like what their body their needs. Regimen, yeah. and their regimen. One yeah. athlete said my body is my job, so I have to get back. Right. Um, yeah. Obviously, it, there's tons of stories that I read, too, about this not being the case. A lot of moms, um, you know, dealt with the stress and not sleeping and postpartum. There was an athlete who um, had postpartum osteopenia. Oh, yeah. Which we've heard about. Oh, yeah. Like, With bone, bone loss. loss. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely different, again, for every single person. But it's just cool that no one would think that, oh, you're better of an yeah. athlete. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and then also, I also want to mention there's this system that lets women keep playing after they've had a baby or keep, you know, existing. So the UN's back to the U.S. Women's National Team of Soccer, who are my heroes in all sense of the word. <laughs> in 1999, they famously fought for maternity leave. So if you're on the roster, which I think they keep, it's a couple dozen people that kind of keep on a full time roster. Mm-hmm. Um you can you get maternity leave you get half pay last i heard it was 50 percent of their salary while on maternity leave that's great and then you can Killer. fight for your spot back you are guaranteed to fight for your your position back you aren't just like mm, you had a baby and now you're you're fat and slow you yeah. have to like retry out you have to retry out yeah. but it's a but it's it's a guarantee you can retry out yeah um they also return to the team with the same tier they were on before their pregnancy nice uh of 100% of their salary for three months. And then each child of a player traveling gets a 
$25 per diem, which is nice. Oh, that's, that's nice. And you get a nanny to travel with the team. Oh, my Whoa, God. Which awesome. is huge. So that's for the national team. The 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 league itself, the, the league within the United States, the NWSL, they don't have that yet, but they're fighting for it. Nice. Um, but that, just like the period tracking app, the, that maternity leave has been adopted by other women's soccer teams in other that's countries. That's fucking awesome. So that's really cool. So... Oh, the other thing. So, like, you're not just changing the course of, like, your future, but you're also being generous enough to help other people. That's awesome. Um, So, also, the other thing is that a lot of athletes say they're mentally better after having a baby. Um, One track and field athlete said, my mentality in training and competition has gotten leaps better after giving birth. I feel more than myself than I've ever felt. Another uh, tennis player said... I want to achieve my full potential, but it's not just for me anymore. I have, want my son to be proud of me. I want to give him a good example. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of these athletes are like, I just, my life is sort of opened up. It's right. changed. It's different priorities. Different, right. um, there's all these stories of like, you know, kids running onto the field on soccer games after their moms are done. Mm-hmm. And we can ask Amy all this too. I'm sure so her cool. kids come to her games. So yeah, um, that's that. And we could talk about motherhood forever, but we're going to save it for Amy's episode. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Mm. it's just, it's, it's so great to talk about this stuff because it's a whole other, you know, certainly not talked about on ESPN. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, makes you listen to ESPN. How how often do you listen to ESPN? Are you kidding? (laughs) Have you met my dad? That's true. That's true. It's always on. I'm so sorry I said that. (laughs) I'll see myself out. (laughs) When Kate came to my house. Because Kate happened to be in town for my sister's birthday, I was like, "So as you can see, there's a game on. There is always a game on. <laughs> there is never not a gathering of people at my home where there is watching not a, a game. game on. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be women's college softball. It could be I love it. Literally NASCAR. Like yeah, there is always I love it a game on in my house. It's The Office." Yeah, there's right. always the yeah. office. That's yeah. great. But yeah, I'm very used to ESPN chatter. Sure, oh, of course, you're you're absolutely of, right. There's a feeling of home, and I imagine <laughs> that even if this came up, like we kind of saw in the Chinese interview, that that anchor kind of nervously laughs. Like yes. she wasn't ready for that. Right. Like, and it was interesting because it's like a female um, interview yeah. interviewer, a female, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though she must have known, she was like considering your circumstance. Like, I think she just maybe thought she just. Had a stomach ache or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Um, uh, Also in my household, it's um, nonstop MSNBC. Yeah. And when Hillary was running, I mean, I feel like menstruation was. Oh, in your parents' house, MSNBC. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in my in my parents' parents house, house. yeah, it's NPR. It's never it's never the television. It's NPR. And if it is TV, this all tracks. Yeah. No, it's NPR, (laughs) and then it's like the jazz channel of NPR. Oh wow, tracks. Oh wow, Kathleen and Andrew. Kathleen's just dancing, dancing in the background. Kathleen to like a. You, you know, nine eighty a.m. jazz station festival. It's not, we're, or something. we're at FM. You know we're saying? an FM family. There's no A. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I mean, Seattle's got eighty-eight point five KPLU. Okay, great. you know, because oh, we need to go to a KPLU concert. Yeah, I think it's eighty. KPLU, KUOW, right. Seattleites know what's up. I worked at mm. KUOW for a summer. That's um. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> Um, athletes are badass. Ugh, I and love all of you athletes yes, out there. Just totally inspiring. And thank you for everyone who called in. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. And, I'm and glad messaged. It, re- it resonated with so many people. And keep calling us and messaging us if you want to share more of your thoughts. We'll keep playing your thoughts. Yeah. 9106 Uterus. Just do it. Yes. Uterus. 
after all of that sport research, mm-hmm. I have a surprise song, of course. <gasps> of course. Fantastic. And this is, um, you know, it's supposed to just imagine it's like a montage. Okay. It's a sporting montage and it's supposed to be a pump up song. So Fantastic. listeners, if you need to like get up off the couch, like yes. jog around the block while you listen to this, <laughs> put it on while you're doing push-ups or sit-ups. Yeah. Feel free. Wow. Ready? Hell yeah. Just put on your sweatband and get ready. This is a hard song to sing. You're going to do great. I might have to stand up for this. Because <laughs> you're just so pumped. I'm standing up for this. athletes kicking balls winning medals went the distance and then you start to bleed and a dumb man tells you hearth and home (laughs) so many times it happens in sport you're cramping at the olympics don't stop even if your tampon falls out knowing your uterus won't explode it's the eye of the cycle you free bleed when you run bleeding gym missing dancers are our idols and the ones who kick ass for points and also our moms giving birth setting records the eye of the cycle <laughs> before you bleed you're receptive to heat Our bodies fill up with progesterone (laughs) Then bleeding starts, estrogen fucks our knees And again, this research could be wrong It's the eye of the cycle, you're an irrational bitch Rising up, cause you all are fucking fighters You bike, jump, ski and skate and bleed without recognition You grind but get less pay Vicious cycle. Oh, oh, oh my god. Mic dropped. Oh. <laughs> she also lunged at that Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Why did I cry this week? Cry this week. Nobody's supposed to be here. Be here. When I talk about why I cried this week. Why did I cry, though? (laughs) Um, I liked your little spoken word Thank you. Um, So it was recently three years since Election Day 2016. Oh, yeah. And there is a Facebook status of mine that always comes up in my memories around Mm -hmm. this time. Hold on. Let me just... Uh, and it made you cry? It, so, uh, yes. Your former self made yeah. you cry. So, <laughs> okay, basically what it was... Um, hold on. So, uh, just to give a little context, I was working at AJ Plus on election night, and we had a live stream going the whole night, so we were so amped up. Everyone had a job. It felt like a really fun thing to... Like, you know, if anyone that's worked in journalism or news, election nights are always just like all hands on deck like really fun and you're so involved that you don't really think about what's happening but it just so happens that this particular live stream I didn't have that much to do I was just Mm. 
on camera a few times, but I wasn't like in charge of updating the website or updating the, the anything. I was just like kind of felt lost. So as the news sort of started to dawn on my team, what was happening, I just felt like totally helpless and I couldn't like run around and write a script. There was just nothing for me to do. Ugh. So I posted this status at like 930 that night. And reading it back just the other day made me cry because people are commenting under it. And like, so basically, I, I probably won't cry right now reading it, but this is a Howard Zinn quote. Whenever I become discouraged, I lift my spirits by remembering the artists are on our side. I mean, those poets and painters, singers and musicians, novelists and playwrights who speak to the world in a way that is impervious to assault because they wage the battle for justice in a sphere which is unreachable by the dullness of ordinary political discourse. I always yes. tear up thinking about that. And it's so true. Like the artists are always on our side. It's true. And yeah. that night I wrote like, you know, in the status and underneath it, I wrote like the Californias and the Obamas and the John Stewart's and the Chicago's are on our side. And people kept commenting under it too. Like the Lin-Manuel Miranda's Ugh. and the comedians. And, the, and it just like, and I was reading it back and I was crying just like Ugh, on like a so sweet. Tuesday afternoon. I also teared up from a quote. Oh boy, by a oh writer. Um, but I don't think it will make us cry now. I think it was just my where I was uh, in my cycle. Okay. I was like just about to have my heaviest day. Um, and I found this quote by John Steinbeck. What good is the warmth of summer without the cold of winter to give it sweetness? Oh, that's sweet. Isn't that nice? It's tiny back. It's a little tiny Steinbeck. That's sweet. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I had a similar situation arise in you know in my psyche everybody knows that <laughs> on my days off I like to sit and daydream about things that I would say on chat shows <laughs> um and I can't even remember how this came about but I invented a friendship between myself and Lin-Manuel Miranda in my head of course mm -hmm. as we all do because in watching these videos I realized we're quite similar people in the sense that we <laughs> You both cry. have Puerto Rican parents. You both wrote yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, you we both wrote Hamilton. <laughs> no, in the sense that we're both like sentimental and melancholy people and that he like cries at the drop of a hat like yeah. when something sweet or affect like affects him in some way. And then I just imagined a friendship in which we would send no. each other like songs <laughs> and I, this is also me like listening to like neutral milk hotel <laughs> i don't know kate if you're aware of this band but like they're they wrote like two albums one of which was inspired by anne frank's fever dream oh, and it's so beautiful and sad and poetic it's like such an incredible album and i always i listen to it like when i've gone through a breakup or when i'm just feeling like i want to feel a little bit sad yeah. and melancholy so i'm listening to like neutral milk hotel <laughs> sufyan like all the classics yeah. of like my like sappy self and then i just imagined a friendship in which we would get together and just cry about things the beautiful music. because i also know that his wife is like a scientist and she's very like okay mm. anyways um dinner's ready um <laughs> which also made me think that maybe i need someone like that in my life yeah oh very yeah. nice so lin-manuel howard zinn john steinbeck yeah, yeah. Great men these great men made us cry great yeah, men great men yeah. great men I grand men I want to look back and make sure that I can say Steinbeck was a great he man. He probably but wasn't. Think, yeah. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but I, th I think he was a good man. He was a great alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs>
What a great in-depth look at what it's like to be an athlete who bleeds. Yeah. Thanks, Kate. You're welcome. Great yes. research. Thanks. That was a lot of stuff. And next week, we talk to one. That's right. We've been teasing this a lot. We're talking to Amy Rodriguez. She was on the 2015 World Cup U.S. women's team. One, and this was after she had a child. Uh, so she's a big old badass. And until then, you can always catch us on Instagram, Vicious Cycle Podcast. You can call the hotline, 9106-Uterus. Um, you can tell every single person you know, bleeder or no, uh, about this podcast and have them listen. The more people I talk to who are listening for the first time, there's like so excited so like, jazzed i you know we really believe in this podcast we now. do we do do you mm, prove it go tell people <laughs> <laughs> and remember to keep calm and be, be an, an irrational, irrational bitch, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.